Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. It's the Penn State Wrestling Show here on the Blue White Illustrated YouTube channel and, of course, at bluewhiteillustrated.com. I'm Thomas Frank Carr and a wrestling reporter Greg Pickle with us uh, today to talk about all the latest action going on with the Nittany Lions. Of course, we do this show once a week, so there's a lot to review after two big dual meets for the Nittany Lions, both Iowa and Rutgers at the BJC uh, on Monday. So let's actually start there, Greg. Let's start with Rutgers, and then we'll work our way back. Uh, a little bit of uh, controversy, maybe, uh, at the BJC duel. Can you fill us in on uh, what happened in, in your thoughts about the replay system with the Nittany Lions? Yeah, so if you're not aware of what we're talking about, Penn State, of course, won its 1,000th dual meet as a program by beating uh, Rutgers 35-3 to on uh, Monday night at the Bryce Jordan Center. Pretty nice crowd on hand on a night where, obviously, it's tough to get people out into uh, – you know, in-state college for a Monday night match, especially after the Super Bowl and weather was an issue. So a pretty good crowd. But uh, the dual meet started at 125 pounds. Braden Davis is the second-ranked wrestler in the country at 125 pounds. Beat Dean Peterson 4-1 uh, to one in sudden victory. Uh, that match went to uh, sudden victory. And, you know, Penn State comes into a situation where, uh, you know, it uh, was favored in most matches. But was, uh, you know, had a few toss ups and that was one of them. So uh, when uh, uh, Braden Davis was leading late in the uh, in the match and it looked like uh, towards the end, right around the, the buzzer, uh, Peterson had taken him down or at the very least may have gotten some points in another manner. I'm not 100 percent sure what Rutgers was arguing. I've seen some fans talking about it could have been this. It could have been that. Um 
And regardless of what it was, Rutgers wanted to challenge that situation for a potential scoring opportunity to win the match. Uh, and the Bryce Jordan Center, for whatever reason, uh, technical or otherwise, did not have video replay available at that point in time, according to the head official. Kale Sanderson then did a confirm that afterwards. Um, but so it just to me, it's just something and we have no new info there why that was the case if mm -hmm. the replay system went back online uh later in the the match but ultimately it's just a situation where technical difficulties do happen but it's just one of those deals t frank where i think you and penn state fans would agree uh, you just have to have it right you can't find yourself in that situation and if it's not working there has to be an alternative of some sort mm -hmm. i know that it's easy to sit here and armchair quarterback these things and say, well, they should have done this. They should have done that. But if you have replay available, it needs to be available. And that's yeah. part of the rules. And so this match was on Big Ten Network. There had to be some kind of a workaround they could have used to get uh, that situation right. Penn State fans remember the football team um, fell victim. And I'm not saying the Rutgers wrestler and Rutgers fell victim to this because I'm not. I really don't think there would have been any scoring awarded anyway. But they should have had the opportunity to use their challenge brick and find out and get the referees to take a second look at it. Penn State fans remember uh, when there was an interception against Ohio State. Not all the angles were available to the crew. They didn't give Penn State uh, what should have certainly been a Penn State interception. So, yeah. uh, and Penn State fans to this day are frustrated about that. And Rutgers fans. I'm sure we'll be annoyed by this for some time as well. But ultimately, a good win for Penn State. Like I said, number 1,000 in program history, an impressive accomplishment. Uh, the Penn State wrestling team has won, you know, in 75% of its all-time matches and change. Uh, so, Kale Sanderson, of course, <laughs> are huge. Yeah, so it's hard to yeah. believe, but it's true. Uh, Kale Sanderson nuts. staff, obviously a huge part of the, uh, the lineage and the, the victories that Penn State had here. But it's important to remember there were a lot of people that came before Cale Sanderson and his staff that put the foundation in place for this program. You think back to Rich Lorenzo, to Jeff Fritz, to Troy Sunderland. So uh, a lot of people should feel very good right now, not just because the Penn State wrestling dynasty continues to roll on, but because they put the work in early uh, to help Cale Sanderson and his staff want to come to Penn State, which has, of course, led to all the success since. Uh, so let's circle back to win 999 then and talk about Iowa uh, top five duel. Uh, Penn State wins emphatically in that one. Were you surprised by the final results? Because uh, I know we talked about there was a couple of toss ups. You wouldn't have been surprised if Penn State won, uh, which anyone wouldn't be at this point. But um, right. I guess what was your takeaway from from the way that they won that duel meet? Yeah, a couple of things. That was, of course, Cale Sanderson's 200th dual meet win as a head coach at Penn State. So as we continue to play the numbers game, uh, Penn State looks to continue its uh, consecutive dual meet streak this weekend. We'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, a couple of things stood out to me about this. Number one, uh, the way Bo Bartlett took it to Real Woods. Uh, Bartlett uh, moved up to number one at 141 prior to that match and then cemented himself in that spot by beating Woods, the previous number one at 141 pounds, seven to two. And it was... I hesitate to say it wasn't as close as the final score indicates, but Bartlett really took it to him and really put a solid and strong match together and showed that if anyone doubted, you know, his abilities to potentially win this weight class, which you shouldn't have, but if you did, uh, you have absolutely no reason to now. Uh, so that was one of the big takeaways. Mitchell Messenbrink continues to roll at 165 pounds for Penn State. Entering that match, he was ranked number seven. Michael Caliendo of Iowa was number six. Messenbrink beat him 12 to six. And again, a match that, 
the final score may not have been as uh, indicative of how well uh, the Nittany Lion wrestled. He gave up a late takedown that did not allow him to win by major decision. And then I think the other thing, of course, is that, you know, just like we'll get into here uh, looking ahead to Nebraska, uh, Penn State did, of course, lose at 125, did, of course, lose at uh, 149. But then the upper weights rolled uh, from there. And that's how Penn State has long created big divides in dual meets and huge final score margins in dual meets is getting those upper weights going uh, regardless of what the light, lightweight and middleweight guys do. So uh, that was the case here again. And yeah, it was every bit. Like I think I, we talked about before, you could have envisioned a way for this match to be close and you could have envisioned a way for Penn state to run away with it. And it was certainly, if you were thinking they were going to do the latter, you nailed it because it was exactly what happened on the road at Carver Hawkeye arena. So let's talk about Nebraska then. Let's get into what's coming up. So uh, run down what you think is going to happen and, and highlight what you want to highlight here for the upcoming dual meet. Yeah, so Penn State back in Rec Hall can clinch the uh, Big Ten regular season dual meet title uh, on Sunday at Rec Hall when it wrestles Nebraska at four on the Big Ten Network. This is a sneaky good match, T. Frank. Uh, I was listening to uh, the audio from Kale Sanderson's news conference yesterday. Of course, we were over at uh, the football availability on Tuesday. But, you know, the question was phrased as this could be your toughest match of the year. And I'm not 100% sure coming into this season you would have said that you would have I mean I think most would have probably had pointed to Ohio State and Iowa knowing that Nebraska had some very talented wrestlers but I think if you were forced to make a pick back in October or November you probably would have had this at maybe second on your list or third uh, I'm not sure you would have had it first but it has the makings of it you know you look across the the lineup potential lineup sheet here, number 12, Caleb, Caleb Smith at 125 from Nebraska. Uh, we'll try and give Braden Davis everything he has. Uh, Jacob Van D is number 17 at 133. Uh, he'll have, of course, face Aaron Nagal, who, uh, you know, continues to some some days wrestle very well and some days struggle to finish his offense, uh, which can lead to any number of outcomes. Brock Hardy at, at number seven at 141, maybe not as much of a toss up uh, as you maybe would have expected or thought after what we saw Bartlett do to Real Woods uh, last uh, Friday night in Iowa City. So then at 149, uh, Nebraska will certainly be looking for bonus points from number one Ridge Lovett uh, when he faces Shane, or I'm not sorry, not Shane Van, Shane Van, that's his replacement, uh, Tyler Kasak at 149. By the way, I should note that uh, some fans were concerned about Kasak. He was Matt returned against Rutgers and it looked like he may have hit his head. I guess it doesn't look like he did. Um, the match wasn't stopped to check that out. He was checked out afterwards, according to Kale Sanderson. And he did not say that he was good to wrestle on uh, Sunday, but he did not. There was no it, it was not like he implied that he wouldn't be available. He made it sound like everything was good to go after he got checked out. So that's a spot, though, where uh, Kasak can stake his claim to move up the rankings. And of course, Ridge Lovett is going to want to say, hey, look here, freshman, I'm number one. Uh, and this is what number one looks like. So that'll be a fun match to watch. And then at 157, you have another good one, potentially. Um, not 157, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, but 157, Peyton Robb, uh, who's been around for quite some time with the Cornhuskers. He's going to take on Levi Haynes. Uh, and then you'll have another ranked match at uh, 165 with Antrell Taylor versus Mitchell Messenbrink. So, again, mm -hmm. I think you said it a moment ago, T. Frank, but you're not – in a place anymore where you sit here and say, I think Penn state's going to win. I mean, you can feel pretty good uh, beyond yeah. the level of think that they're going to win, but 
there's a chance for this to be closer than expected. There's a chance for uh, some of these Nebraska wrestlers to, even if they don't win, keep these matches to just a decision, which, of course, could keep the uh, team score cl closer uh, than many might think. So very interested to yeah. watch some of these bouts this weekend. But like I just got done saying, the key for Penn State has always been, and maybe always will be, uh, even if they don't always go well at 125 or 133 or what have you, um, they roll through those upper weights. And this match looks to be one where as long as everyone's healthy, Penn State will be able to do that. Keep in mind the lines were without a couple of wrestlers uh, due to illness against uh, Rutgers. So we'll see how that shakes out. It seems to be something that I don't what's the right way to put this. Uh, Penn State seems to be, you know, impacted by this illness bug fairly frequently yeah. this year. Uh, yeah. Certainly. And they're not going out and trying to be. But uh, it's been a fact of the matter. So it's I think lingering to, right since. Yeah. About yeah. Christmas, so I think, it seems like or the new year. Yep. Yep. Right after Christmas break. And Kale Sanderson, I think it was last week, talked about that. Just the fact that, you know, they had a long break between their matches. They wrestled Lehigh. And then, of course, they had the NWCA All-Star Classic. You had guys travel to senior nationals. You had guys at home for a long time. Then everyone gets back together. And, you know, it, as we all know, with how teams work, you practice together, you, you eat together, everything else. So it does not take much for, you know, some kind of illness to start going around. And yeah. Penn State's been impacted by that. So I do think it's fair at this point to if you're trying to project this match put in with a grain of salt or an asterisk whatever you want that these look like the potential matchups these look like the probable wins etc but uh, i think at this point it's just fair to say you cannot be 100 percent sure that all 10 penn state starters will weigh in and wrestle they want to of course uh but mm -hmm. the goal is getting ready for nationals and so if there's a chance that Doing so, wrestling now would impact that. They're going to lean towards uh, going the other direction. So we'll see. But certainly a win on paper for Penn State, but could be some fun matches on Big Ten Network as, again, the Lions try to uh, clinch the Big Ten regular season title. So let me just kind of – I'm not going to pin you down for a, a, a score can. prediction, but uh, just looking at Michigan, 27-9, to 9, uh, Ohio State, 28-9, to 9, Iowa, 29-6. to 6. Is Nebraska in that territory of holding the Nittany lines under 30 points, or are they going to be not able to do that? I, I guess like the, in their biggest matches this year, Penn State is still dominated. So right. are, are you thinking more along those lines, or is it going to be a, a wider golf and Penn State just doesn't run away with it, which is what we've seen yeah. them do in certain other meets this year? I think the Ohio State final score is indicative of where this could go. I think that's a, probably a fair one to point back to. Also at Rec Hall, of course, Penn State uh, looking good in that match, winning 28-9 to over the Buckeyes. I could see this match, T. Frank, ending up in a similar place uh, in terms of the final score. I do see some – and Ohio State, the reason that was not as uh, crazy, I guess, as you could say, as it could have been, is because Ohio State came to wrestle. And they kept mm -hmm. some matches from being major decisions or from being technical falls or pins. And I think Nebraska is capable of doing the same. So I do think that you are going to see some uh, possible what look like they could be major decisions turn into decisions. Um, that's OK. Penn State will take that if they're working on things or trying to get, again, obviously ready for the, the postseason in March, which is going to be here before we know it. So, yeah, I look yeah. back to that Ohio State match 28 to nine. And the answer to your question, I think something in that ballpark would sound about right. Uh, Nebraska on Sunday, and then next Sunday, the 25th, the yep. final dual meet of the regular season against Edinburgh. Uh, so, as you mentioned, the Big Tens are just around the corner, which means NCAAs are just around the corner, which means March is just around the corner. 
wow, uh, 2024 going really fast. So yeah. that'll do it today for the Penn State Wrestling Show. I'm Thomas Frank Clark. Greg Pickle doing a great job as well. As always, Greg, where do where do Penn State Wrestling fans find you to talk about these things and to, to get in on the wrestling community? Yeah, we'll be over at bluewhiteillustrated.com for uh, plenty of notes and quotes and previews of this Nebraska match throughout the week. Uh, we'll have match day coverage on Sunday. And then, as you mentioned, uh, I don't know where this wrestling season has went, but then obviously we'll have senior day coverage uh, as Penn State takes on Edinburgh as well. Interested to see there's some guys that could be celebrated at that event and then come back, and there's some guys that could not be celebrated and not come back. So it'll have a bit of a football vibe to it where – you're trying to draw some conclusions from it that may not be there to draw. But first, Penn State has to get through Nebraska, and we'll have complete coverage of that over at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next week on the Penn State Wrestling Show. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older in present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.